0: Get Up Nation. My name is Ben Biddick. I am the creator and host of the Get Up Nation podcast, where I serve individuals, organizations, and societies to develop and sustain resilience and perseverance. I'm the co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance, with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Lurong Living, Adam Greenberg. The Get Up Nation podcast is brought to you in partnership with Your 6 coffeecom where Navy veteran Eric Hadley is committed to serving first responders, veterans, and their families through a variety of nonprofit organizations. No stranger to adversity, Eric has fused necessity of coffee with his passion for public service you're already purchasing coffee, why not empower your coffee with purpose? Why not purchase coffee that not only has your six, but also has the backs of those who don a uniform of service for our communities and great country. Learn more about Eric and his freshly roasted, award-winning coffee at gotyoursixcoffee.com. Welcome to this episode of the Get Up Nation Podcast. Recently had the honor and privilege of speaking with Bobby Kaler, an entrepreneur since the age of 34. She served thousands of clients and some of the most recognizable brands on the planet. At her core, she seeks to serve anyone seeking personal growth and transformation. Committed to lifelong learning, Bobby's passion is to awaken people's ability to achieve greatness by believing in themselves. She's the host of the Unyielded podcast, where she explores the stories of everyday people who have found a way to thrive no matter what. She's authored three books and currently serves as a senior consultant at Aslan Training and Development. Help me welcome the amazing Bobby Kaler to GetUp Nation. Welcome. Thanks, Ben. It's great to be here. Great having you on the show. I've been looking forward to this. To give everybody in GetUp Nation an understanding of where you currently live and work, will you share where you're at? I'm
1: so blessed. I live in Grand Lake, Colorado. Literally, our community is across the street from Rocky Mountain National Park. That's not by accident because my husband and I, we love we love road cycling. We love cross-country skiing. We love paddle boarding. And, and it's just the perfect place for all that. So that's where we live. You also probably heard about it this summer because that's where the East Troublesome Fire came through. We were evacuated for two weeks, but... Mm-hmm. Our home was safe, so that's 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 a blessing, oh. and um, yeah, so that's where I live. And you mentioned, you know, the two things I'm doing now: the Unyielded podcast and building that community. And then I've been with Aslin since twelve and a half years now. It's just been I have I've been able to work with so many different people. It's been a in a great journey.
0: Love it, love it. You you live an incredible life. At one point, a doctor told you that you shouldn't be alive with everything that you've been through. Will you share with Get Em Nation what you've experienced so that we can begin to understand your why?
1: Yeah. So yeah. That that was one of the creepiest moments of my life. That and Ben, the funny thing about that, when the doctor told me that, that was four years into the journey Mm -hmm. of after I collapsed. And so it was actually back in 2003, March 6th, I collapsed and that started this odyssey of us trying to figure it out. And I collapsed on March 6th, but it was really like 10 months leading up to that it was a slow decline. And Mm -hmm. it was so slow that we didn't really see it like we knew it was happening but you didn't really see it had it been a shock you would have been like oh we got to do something right. yeah so 4 years into it i found well actually 6 months into it i found a doctor he was at OHSU cuz we lived in Oregon at the time and he and he was an amazing doctor and he said to me he's like bobby he said based on the tests based on what we believe the research we you know it, it's they were still kind of studying what they thought it was but he said we think that people who who get this only three percent will experience a full recovery. That was kind of a shock, <laughs> but but Ben, I think sometimes I'm a little slow <laughs> because I've always been an athlete, yeah. and and I was always a runner. And runner running used to be my real passion. And so when he said that to me, my first question was, "Okay, well, when do I get to go for a run again?" Yeah. And he said, "Bobby, you you might have to accept that your days of being an athlete are over." Yeah. And I was just like, it was an instinctive like. No, no. That, that's I've always been an athlete. I will always be an athlete. I don't know what it's gonna look like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but 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 it's gonna be there. Yeah. And so that was that that was really that was an interesting time because that day when we went home, my husband, well, he was my boyfriend at the time. We he said to me, He's like, wow, he goes, This, this has got to be hard. This really isn't it's not very fair. <laughs> like, doesn't matter if it's fair, it's happened. And now what? You know, now what do I do? How do I find my way back? Right. And uh, it was overall, it was a 10-year journey to celebrate the 10 years when when it was almost 10 years to the day, not to the day, to the month of when I got the diagnosis. We were living out here in Colorado and I thought, I'm going to ride my bike because I'm into road cycling now. I'm riding it to the top of Vale Pass, which I'd never done a summit. It, and oh my gosh, it was it was hard, but there was a point where I knew like, that summit's mine like i knew it and and i started to, like want to cry because it was so emotional and but you're at over 10,000 feet you cannot cry <laughs> like at the same time so i'm like okay i'll cry when i get to the top but that that was uh it was a journey let's just say that i learned so much on that journey and i think now like last summer last last winter i was out 96 times for cross country skiing and i'm just
0: i'm so blessed you know what i mean so this just really speaks to the core of what you do now. You believe that all can thrive in this life, and you write that's right it's within our power to do so because it's within our choice to do so. Will mm-hmm. you share a little bit about when you realized that no one was coming to rescue you?
1: Yeah, that actually stemmed from, gosh, I was 23. I always call it my New Year's Eve epiphany. <laughs> because it happened on New Year's Eve and at the time like my family they didn't believe in edu- they didn't believe in college like I had to fight to stay in high school my mom really wanted me to drop out and I didn't want to and so I was 23 I was working two jobs my head I was barely keeping my head above water. I mean, and I was I was really contemplating, like, could I possibly get a third job? But I was already working 75 to 80 hours a week. So I'm like, I don't know where that's going to come from. So it was New Year's Eve. I, I, I came home from my two jobs. I was in my dark little lonely apartment. And I remember kind of asking the universe, you know, how did my life end up this way? Mm. Cause I, I mean, I was, I was on a path to nowhere and I was getting there pretty fast. Mm. And the answer that came back to me is that your life is a reflection of the choices that you've made so far. Mm. And, you know, at first that wasn't the answer I was looking for, mm-hmm. but as I sat there with it, I'm like, that's hopeful. Mm. Cause that means that if I can learn how to make better choices Mm -hmm. I can get a better result. And I think up until then, Ben, I was waiting. I think I was hoping that someone is going to come and take me by the hand and show me the way or rescue me. And it's like, no, no one's coming to rescue me. I, but what was really empowering about that was I can rescue myself, Nice, you know, in that that's what started the journey. And that's when I started studying. And then, you know, my undergrads in human performance improvement and my master's is in leadership and coaching and and adult learning because I became fascinated by how do we actually do this? You Mm -hmm. know, so that's, that was a big moment for me. And it was, it was one of those painful moments, but also a big moment. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So you had this epiphany. You were reflecting mm-hmm. on your life choices that far. The key thing that I think I've, I've read in some of your your talks here is about the habits. About about okay, making a habit of the change instead of just you know one day or one night we have some clarity. But creating <laughs> a habitual change. Will you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, because it's a great point, Ben. It's not it's not something we get to decide once, mm-hmm. right? And right. it's not it's not not a light switch you know right. so so to me and this is something i've i've really been focusing on lately that cuz people have always said to me you're so hopeful and you're so hopeful and or when i when i give a workshop or i'm coaching people they're like wow you know you you're just you know you instill such hope and i'm like i never talk about hope so where is that coming from mm. but i've been dissecting it and here's the thing that i believe hope is not passive mm. right hope right. is something that we can create right. and i think we do that by one recognizing where do we have choice right, right? and right. and and here's the thing and i'm actually getting putting together a, a monologue on this one because sometimes our choice we become blinded to where we have choice right. you know and and that's that's when it's tricky so recognizing where we have choice the second part of it is to take find an action that you believe in right? When I was sick, one action that I believed in was, this was after a while, you know, when I was healthy enough to do it, because I had to work my way back to being an athlete, was I'm going to go for a walk every day. doesn't matter how short the walk is. At first, it was 30 feet. That's all I could do. Mm -hmm. That's all I could do. doesn't matter. So, so find the action. And then the third piece, and I think this is where it's really becomes a pattern. It's what I call learn your way forward, Mm -hmm. right? So, there's three steps to that, right? You, You act, I'm kind of a simple person. So I have to put it into things I can remember. So it's like, I call it the AAA. So it's act, assess, and adapt. So you you take the action and then you assess, right? Did did I make progress? Did I learn something? You know, what's the data that I collected from taking that action? Mm -hmm. And then the final, and then the, the third one is adapt. You're like, how do I have to, is there something I need to change in what I'm doing? But I use that repeatedly. I don't care if it's for <laughs> learning how to cross-country ski mm-hmm. or if it's, you know, working through a challenge. I use that all the time. So, that's that's kind of, you know, my thoughts on it.
0: Excellent. And then to get into another word that you frequently use, you tell us about the, the significance of the word unyielded for you. And how important is it for people not to quit no matter what? Oh, my goodness.
1: That... Ben, I, I think actually it's funny when I when I was starting the podcast, I reached out to people who really knew me, and that was a word that was suggested to me. They're like, "When I think of you, and I think of everything you've overcome," he, in his name, Sean. He's like, "You are unyielded." He said, "You will not back down to a challenge." Because as a child, and this started really early, at the age of five. I was diagnosed by a speech pathologist of having what he called catastrophic speech problems. And Mm -hmm. he told my parents, he's like, she will never speak correctly. Wow. But my mom, yeah, it was, you know, and my mom, oh my goodness, she was amazing. Because when we got that diagnosis, she said, Bobby, we're not going to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Because you never let someone else tell you what you can or cannot do.
0: Awesome. And
1: and mom taught me something inc- that was incredible, right? That changed my life. Mm-hmm. And then she worked with me for years. I was in my 20s before yeah. I stopped thinking to myself as someone with speech problems, even though when I was in high school, you know, I competed in speech and debate because I thought, well, that'll be a good challenge. Wow. <laughs> you no, know, but it was a great experience. But what mom taught me, and I think it was so important when you think about being unyielded, it's the power of the word yet. Because hmm. there were times where I couldn't say a word and I'd get frustrated. And I'm like, I can't say it. And mom's like, no, you can't say it yet.
0: Oh, nice.
1: It, it, but you see how that changes things? It does. Yes. And, and it was just. And even to this day, (laughs) I've mentioned I love cross-country skiing. And two years ago, I decided I'm going to tackle the black runs. You know, those are the expert runs and you have to go down these steep hills. And I crash. I mean, I just flat out (laughs) crash sometimes. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I didn't do that hill. And I'm like, no, I haven't done it yet. And I ski right back up it and I come down it again. And I think that that's a huge piece of that. But it's just... I don't know. My personal experience leads me to it. And it's what I love helping other people do because I just think that thriving is not reserved for the chosen few. Right. You know, and thriving, it, 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 that can take a lot of different definitions, but I just believe we can all have
0: it. You've awakened thousands of people to the greatness within them. What are some of the common like symptoms that people have who are impeding themselves with limiting beliefs or a lack of belief <sighs> in themselves?
1: Well, you kind of nailed it there, right? Sometimes we are our greatest opponent. Right. (laughs) right. And this is this is another kind of series I'm putting together, is because it stems from there's I love tennis. And -hmm. there's a great book called The Inner Game of Tennis by Tim Mm Galway. And Tim is a former professional tennis coach. Actually, I think he might still be coaching, but he talks about it when he's coaching a tennis player. He said, the greatest opponent they face is not on the other side of the net. Yeah. It's the one on our side of the net. Yeah. So I'm always looking for that. So there's some different things that people do. And one is what I call the just wait voice. Yeah. And this is that voice that kind of shows up right as we're about to act. And it's like, well, maybe it'd be better off waiting, right? Yeah. and then and then we don't act. And to right. me, nothing can happen until we act. And like one of the most common, because you know I work a lot with salespeople, one of the most common that I see, is the fear of rejection,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Well, if I take this action, you know, it, what if they reject me? Mm-hmm. Another one that's really common is the, what will other people think?
0: Right?
1: You know, so, so there are a number of those, but those are some of the most common, but it's that, it's that voice that keeps us from acting and that's, that thing's got to be silenced because, <laughs> <And that's, laughs> because otherwise we don't, we don't take the action that we need.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then how how satisfying is it for you to see them begin to they are awakening, they're growing, they're <sighs> transforming out of a life where they're waiting to be rescued to the person who's rescuing themselves to see that happening. How how amazing is that for you?
1: Oh, that's what I get up for in the morning. I mean, I really feel like that is my life purpose. And it is one of the most magical things to see that person who thought, man, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then and then they do. Mm-hmm. It, and you just see how it, it changes everything. And it's so funny because it can be the tiniest thing, but that leads, it's that positive upward spiral, right? And it mm-hmm. leads to other things. So it's, it, I don't know, it, it's, it's, it's magical to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me about this a little bit, as far as I, it's like the fears that people face, I, like how terrifying is it for people to actually recognize that they do have the ability to change their life? And to recognize that they're where they are because of their own prior choices, how do you help them realize that this power isn't something to be feared as they start making new choices, but instead, you know, accept that love, that awe, that excitement of, I'm going to create a different life for myself.
1: What I do a lot, Ben, is I try to make it very small steps, Mm -hmm. right? Because if it's, and this is something I, (laughs) probably because I road cycle, like when I'm doing a mountain pass, I don't look at the whole mountain because mm. it's too discouraging. Sure. I look at the next 20 to 30 feet and I think, okay, I need, if it, when it's a grind. So mm. I like to make things small for people because sure. it's kind of like this baby step approach. The other thing is making it feel really, really safe. Mm. Because if if the action feels t- too big or like mm. what happens if I fail with also make a, is I really help people understand it's a process, right? right? Even if you fail, I think it was. Oh, geez, who was it? Was it Nelson Mandela? Someone said, "I never lose. I either win or I learn."
0: Mm, right. And I
1: think as long as we're learning, we're moving our way forward. So it's that's a big piece of what I try to instill in people. Like, it, it's okay if you make a mistake. Making a mistake is part of learning. Yeah. And if we're learning, we're moving forward. So that's I, I really try to focus in more at the process, so it doesn't
0: seem overwhelming. Right. They say the journey of however long starts with that first step. How is it and why is it so important for people just to start, take that first step, take that, you know, that walk when you're facing that, I'm going to walk 30 feet, that small starting step. Tell me how vital that is.
1: It is everything, right? (laughs) And this is something, when I was a kid, my, oh my goodness, my older sister, her name's Nanette, Nanette was the most amazing baseball player ever. She played semi pro ball. She was the MVP of the world tournament in a number of times and she was my first coach. And I wanted to be like Nanette, and she was awesome. And I knew I was not that good. And I didn't want to strike out. I was at the plate. I didn't want to strike out. So what do you do? You stand there and you strike out because <laughs> you know, at some point, you got to swing the bat. Sure. And my sister, after the second time I did this, she came over and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to strike out. And she's like, I've got news for you. And she goes, Bobby, you can't get a hit if the bat never leaves your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I think it that's really where it began for me. So I'm always thinking about that when i'm when I'm afraid to take an action, mm-hmm. I think, okay, the fear's there, and that's okay. The fear is healthy. Mm-hmm. But if we don't take that step, nothing else can happen because if we don't take that step, we can't learn. Right. And so, Like when I started podcasting, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. I'm going to try not to. That's not my goal, but it's going to happen. But it's always as soon as I, you know what I mean? But if I can get the ball and play, I can learn. And if I can learn, I can grow in the direction of my goals. And so that to me, nothing happens unless we just start. So to me, that's at the heart of everything.
0: Yes, absolutely. Tell us more about your podcast here. It's called Unyielded Thriving No Matter What. You write that the podcast is dedicated to bringing hope, knowledge, and assurance that people can be more successful and more fulfilled if they choose.
1: Right. It was about a year. I started thinking about it a year before I launched it and part of what what spurred it on is i've worked with so many interesting people over the years and i've i've heard so many stories of triumph and resilience and you know just thriving no matter what and i thought these stories they need to be shared cuz right. you know like you i mean it, it like what you're doing right people need to hear these stories yeah. and so that's kind of what started it for me and and i just i really just want to share those stories of triumph and growth because i think that no matter where we are no matter what's happening, we can get to where we want to be, and so it's just if I can share stories and if I can share practical tools and and help people in that direction, that just makes me happy. And th- the cool thing is, I don't know how it is for you because you're a podcaster, but I feel like I have learned so much since I've started my since I started my show, and I, that's one of the things I love about it
0: absolutely yeah that's one thing that we focus on too here and that's what i love the synergy of of your show the synergy of this resilience building this unyielded this this never quit mentality is is these amazing stories are born there and need to be shared because of how it relieves suffering, because of how it changes people's lives, because right. of how real and practical it is. It's not just, you know, a sales pitch. It's, it's a, a way mm-hmm. to transform yourself. It's not easy. You have to create new habits. You have to go into uncharted territories. You have to face those fears. You have to have a coach like you, you know, maybe come in and, and, and create that safe space. So when you take that first step, you do it with confidence and, and celebration and, and support. This is the way that life can be changed. And I love having yep. the and you know, the ideal state, everybody thriving, every human being thriving, you know, whether that's our agricultural systems, educational systems, our healthcare systems, our mental health care systems, all that I just dream of a focus where there's no agenda other than how do human beings thrive and how can we do that and so it's an honor to have you on the show who who do this work who do this for your clients and your customers who who help people transform in your service your attitude of service and your your heart for others you're helping people do this so to share your voice with with my network to share your voice with more people i hope we're able to send you you know 10,000 clients so that 10,000 <laughs> can be impacted and can go out and thrive in their sector of influence and really create a situation where human beings are accessing potential like they never had are interacting with unity like they never had confronting conflict you know in a healthy way and and working through disagreements and ending violence by by revering one another and and showing each yeah. other respect these are profound outcomes that it is an honor to be a part of creating so our audiences are probably pretty similar And what they're coming to our our podcast to hear is is to get that active, not passive hope, to get those words and that assurance to know that keep going, keep getting up, keep taking those steps. What do you have to say today for anybody listening who's impeded by a lack of belief in themselves? What is your message for them today as they listen to this episode?
1: But first of all, there's no better person to believe in than yourself. Nice. Number one. I think the second part of it is I think about my journey. There was no reason to think that I could be where I am now, like mm-hmm. overcoming the health stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it was every day I took one action. And I, and I told you, and it started by walking into my driveway, which was 30 feet. And that was discouraging because I used to be a runner and I used to run eight miles every other day in under an hour. So it was like, oh, my big achievement is I walked 30 feet. And then I made it to the end of the block and it was four houses away. Mm. But focus on your progress. Don't focus on bad stuff. Don't focus on oh, what I should be doing. Focus on what you are doing and how it's moving you forward. And that will continue to build the belief in yourself because that is the best investment a person can make and that's the investment in, the, in themselves and the belief that they have because you i truly believe that you have ev- that we have everything inside us mm-hmm. to be successful and it's just a work in progress and so i always focus on the progress
0: Excellent. Yeah. And when we get focused on all the things that we're not, we lose sight of what we can be and the good things that are, That's that right. are we can spiral down into darkness so we can lose sight of all the, the miraculous things that we have in our present moment, who we are, connections we have, things that we've overcome in the past. It's infinite. And so it it's is exciting infinite. to help people dive in, drill down, and really experience the miracle of living. Yep. Tell us more about what you have lined up for the future, your some of your goals, things you're going to be accomplishing in 2021, offerings that, that you're putting out there for people to take advantage of. Tell us more about where you're taking your life in 2021.
1: Still doing my work with Aslan, you know, so so I'm doing that client work. The unyielded, you know, unyielded. I'm continuing with that, and we have the interviews. I'm also starting to add in more solo episodes that way because that's people have been asking me for that. And at first, yes. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to interview cool people. <laughs> but, but if it'll help people, I'll do it. Awesome. And then we're starting to look at. I'm putting together a free. Well, I've put together. It's in post production right now. It's a free guide on recognizing if the just weight voice is holding us back because I think that is such a it's such a big deal. If you want, I can send you a link for that. And then from there, we're putting putting together some courses on some of these core concepts like how do we how do we recognize our choice how do we learn our way forward you know how do i manage the just weight voice because there's you know there's a lot of that how do i build grit and resilience yeah. so yeah that's what that's what we're doing in that direction and i just love it you know and ben i just have to say when you were talking just before you asked me this question it triggered something that a coach told me years ago cuz I used to beat myself up a lot, mm-hmm. and we all do, right? Yep. All right? And she said to me, she's because it was about self-worth, mm-hmm. and she said to me, she just stopped me, and she's like, Bobby, would you ever talk to a friend the way that you're talking to yourself right now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And, I th- and I said, no. And she's like, then stop it. And she right. goes, think about yourself as your best friend, and how should you talk to her? Right. And that, it sounds so simple, I know, but it makes a difference because you said it. We all have such potential inside of us. And it's just you know, right? We can't we can't let all the negativity that goes on in our heads keep us from that.
0: That's right. Yeah, and one thing that I've encountered too is this concept of if I take care of myself or I love myself, yeah, that somehow that that's like arrogant or unhealthy <laughs> or you know, it's like oh, is so so being yeah. to myself is humility. So you know, limiting myself from being everything that I am is some higher moral concept? I don't think so. Like the the reality of the matter is it's miraculous that we're alive and we're here. I don't know what got me here. I am just celebrating the fact that I am here in this moment and I'm alive and I'm in reasonably good health and I'm safe and I eat enough food every day and I'm surrounded Mm -hmm. by amazing people. And I'm talking with someone across my country who's brilliant, who is sharing her (laughs) insights into, you know, resilience and growth and being unyielded how would I not be celebratory? How would I not yep. want to give more of these gifts? And it's it's not that for me to be successful in that way, for me to be kind to myself and kind to others, that is not arrogant. It, it's no. not some sort of moral failure. That is in the opposite, in my opinion. Do you agree? Do you encounter that?
1: Oh my goodness. You, you This was a few years ago that I had the epiphany. Actually, someone pointed it out to me. They're like, you care for others, but how much do you care for yourself? Hmm. And, and I thought, you know, why? Yeah. And so I had this mantra. This is my, for the year was you're worthy of care. Yeah. You're worthy of care. And it was amazing how I started changing the way that I talked to myself and, and I treated myself because, because you're right. If we don't care for ourselves, how do we care for others?
0: That's
1: right. You know, so I completely, completely agree with what you're saying. And it's not, it's not arrogance. It is this is how I'm at my best so I can help others. Because one thing I learned with that illness back in in Portland, it's really hard to care for others when you can't get up out of bed for 18 months because you're that sick. Right. You know? Right. So no, it's not arrogance at all.
0: Absolutely, I love it. I love it. It's actually yeah. the gateway into you thriving. There's that's no right. And why, if you're listening out there and you've you've got that habit formed in your own head, like many of us do, you know, saying that you don't deserve good things or that's for someone else or you need to wait for it, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Let's confront that right here and right now and say, you know, no, that's for you now. You are worth it. You are valuable. You are priceless. Don't be destructive to yourself. You have so much to offer and give and we all need it. There are so many good things that, that we need to happen right now. It's vital. There's a lot of negative things happening. Yeah. So you need to have people's insight and voice and and strength and talents brought to the table. So get up from whatever you're doing, where you're, you're sabotaging yourself, get up from that and let's get after it together to create a finer world. I guess we're getting to the final portion of the show here. Basically, I always end the show with six questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Are you willing to run through these six quick questions with me?
1: Absolutely. I'm ready. (laughs) I'll do my
0: best. How's that? (laughs) All right. Who are you thankful for today?
1: Oh, my goodness. I am thankful to my husband because he has always been a tremendous supporter for me.
0: Excellent. And now that we've covered who you're thankful for today, what are you thankful for today? my health. Excellent. How do you fuel the fire within you?
1: I always think about how I'm helping others. And, and you, you nailed it earlier, right? That, that look that they get when I know that I've helped them.
0: Mm. What's one thing adversity taught you to value? My own strength. Love it. What are you doing today? You may have never thought you could.
1: A lot of things. One that comes to mind instantly because I love cross-country skiing is I am tackling going down hills that I never thought I had a chance of doing. They terrified me to walk down them. And now I do it and I get to the bottom. I'm like, I want to do it again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And then what will you do tomorrow that you may have never thought you could?
1: This is the one that stumps me. Because (laughs) I think it's because of everything I've been through. It's like, hey, I think I can do anything I put my mind to love it I can I can learn my way forward and get there Ben
0: excellent excellent I love it all right how can people learn more about you and your amazing work
1: oh they can find me on I'm on LinkedIn Bobby Kaler on LinkedIn I post quite a bit of stuff there they can also go to my website which is unyielded.net and there, there you can find out everything about me and the podcast and obviously the podcast is anywhere you listen to a podcast just either by Bobby Kaler or unyielded
0: Excellent. All right. And those links and those social handles will be below in the show notes. Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe everything she's doing to get some powerful content sent your way. Bobby, thank you so much today for helping us all learn how we can get up when life knocks us down.
1: My pleasure.